Philippians chapter 1. And uh, as I always say, I encourage you all to read the entire chapter. But for time's sake today, I'm just going to read one verse. Philippians chapter 1 and uh, verse number 12. Paul says this, brother, he says, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Take your seats. In the Amplified Version of the Bible, it reads like this. Now I want you to know and continue to rest assured, brethren, that what has happened to me this imprisonment has actually only served to advance and give a renewed push to the spreading of the good news, the gospel. I want to talk to you all and encourage your hearts this morning from this subject matter, Desperate Places desperate places. When you look at the word desperate, of course it simply means showing extreme urgency or intensity, especially because of great need or desire. It's arising from or marked by despair or loss of hope. So more often than not, it is the desperate places that seems to bring the best out of us. It also has the great potential to pull the greatest out of God's saints only if we would allow it to. Desperate places can give rise to courage. Desperate places can give us opportunities to finish well. Desperate places can present challenges to us to do our best. Desperate places can fill your life with a high purpose and ideal. And then desperate places can fire your ambition, not to waste your life. Some people don't move until they become desperate. Some people remain lazy. They go throughout life with an I don't care attitude. But how many of you all know that when you get to that desperate place, it'll cause you to think it'll cause you to better yourself it will cause 
you not to waste your life and it will fire your ambition not to do it. Well, when you look at desperate places, Paul would want us to understand a few things here today. Can I take my time and talk to you all? And I believe that the first thing that Paul would advise us of is simply this, and that is that life will happen. Somebody you need to know, you need to know here today that life will happen. Life will happen with you or life will happen without you. And what life in the long run does to us, it depends on what life finds in us. Let me say that again. What life in the long run does to us, it depends on what life finds in us. If you can always remember uh, to those who love God, all things work together for your good. And so what happens to us from the outside pulls our triggers and pushes us to the greatest purpose and will of God. Paul said, and we know all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and to the called according to his what? His purpose. And so life from the outside, it pulls and it triggers and pushes us to the greater purpose of God. You see, the purpose is in in the believer. The purpose is in the saint of God all did you know you got purpose in you? What you face, and no matter how hard the task may seem, I need you to know you have purpose in you. There, 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 there just has to be external forces at the hand of God to press us into that mold. In other words, God, how do I fulfill the purpose that you have in my life? Sometimes, sometimes I have to use external forces in order to mold you. Somebody, you come to church and you're wondering, God, where did this come from? Well, I stop by here to tell you that God have to sometimes use external forces. You see, sometimes those external forces can be so painful to us, but God is in every detail of our lives that nothing is out of place with him. It may seem like it's out of place for you, but you need to understand that God is still in control of every detail of our life. You mean to tell me, Pastor, what I just went through last week? You trying to tell me that God had his hand in that? You right. I'm trying. I'm not trying to tell you. I'm telling you that God has his hand in every detail. I don't know who I'm talking, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck here. Every detail of your life. Understand that 
God has hidden in it. And I know sometimes it seems like we cannot find God. I know sometimes you feel like, God, where are you? God, do you care about me? God, are you hearing my cry? It seems like the more I pray to you, God, it seems like the worse things get. Well, I need to encourage you. You are not alone. Fact of the matter is, when you glance at the 23rd chapter of the book of Job, Job felt the same way. Job simply said, behold, he said, I go forward, my God, but he is not there. He said, I go backwards, but I cannot perceive him. And then Brother Job said, on the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot, I can't even behold the side that God is supposed to be working on. And then it got so bad, he said, he hideth himself on the right hand. I look to the left where he's supposed to be working and I can't see him. And then he hides himself. My God, Job was in a desperate place. Lord, help me preach this thing. He said, I can't even see him. But then in verse 10, he simply tells us, but he knoweth the way that I take. You close, And when he have tried me not when my spouse tried me not when the supervisor have tried me not when my kids have tried me but come on here when he have tried me Job said I shall come forth you ought to look at somebody and say I'm coming forth I'm coming forth come on here come on come on put it in your spirit tell him I'm coming forth pastor you don't know what I'm going through but I'm coming I'm coming forth I'm coming out of this thing and then Job said my foot hath held his steps in other words after everything I've been going through I refuse to let my feet slip in other words I'm standing on a firm foundation and he said his ways have I kept in the midst of what I all the trouble I'm experiencing I still kept the ways of God and he said and not declined in other words I have not failed God I have not rejected God I have not rejected him in my worship I have not rejected him in my praise I have not rejected him I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute in my faithfulness because my foot have held his steps. Anybody in here, can you wave at me now? I know I normally have you wave at me at the conclusion, but I need you to wave. I need an early wave that your mind is made up that I'm not going to let my feet slip. God's been too good to me. He's me from a mighty long way and when I look back over my shoulder I shouldn't even be here right now but thanks be oh I feel it up in here but thanks be to God that in the midst of my desperate come on here somebody well well this is what happened this is what happened in the life of the apostle Paul there was a proving a trail that he had to go down 
one of one of his earliest letters was to the Thessalonians and there there are some good things in those letters Paul was quite a writer yeah some good things but I discovered that the last letters that he would write my God like this one to the church at Philippi and to the letter that he wrote to the church at Ephesus it far surpasses his earlier letters you ought to take time to read his letters because I've discovered that there's a height and depth to these letters there there's majesty about them and these were the things that were born out of his final imprisonment in other words when he wrote these letters to these churches he was in prison he was in a desperate place hallelujah but you have to understand notice how much his influence changed at the beginning of his walk he was rejected by that young church but now at the end of his life he has become the most influential of all the voices in Christianity. Well, life happened to Paul. Tell somebody, life even happened to Paul. Yeah. What happened to Paul at one point in in his life? My God, he was worshipped as a god. But then they turned around and stoned him as a felon. Ain't that how folk do you? He was shipwrecked three times he loved he was loved as a brother but then he was hated as a skeptic religious outcast he was imprisoned as a criminal why because life it happens but in the end all of it had amazingly worked together for his good but what life did to him at the end depended on what life found inside of him the circumstances and compulsions of life you got to understand it don't do nothing but shape us my god don't get out of shape don't get out of shape come on here when we resist life when we resist what god is trying to do in our life we get out of shape but life my god it comes to shape us but only what is in us will be the thing that sets us apart I'm no better than you are it's just what's inside of me y'all ain't gonna help me here when you go through this and I go through the same thing the only thing that set us apart it is not because I'm the pastor it's not because I have a robe and a cross no that's not what sets us apart what sets us apart is what's down on the inside of us and you know what greater is he that is within me than he that's within the world and my brother because he's down on the inside there's no mountain that's too high there's no valley that's too low there's no river that's too deep it 
upon what's inside of you. You ask your neighbor, neighbor, what's in you? What's in you? What's in you? Yeah, yeah, I want to know what's in you. I do. I want to know. I want to know what's in you. You can't have bitterness and uh, jealousy and resentment and all of that down on the inside and expect life to treat you right. Come on here, somebody. It all depends on what's inside of you that determines uh, how you deal with life. Well, life happens. And then Paul would want us to know, can I take my time? here today and then Paul would want us to know that life is often how you look at it that's real simple life is how you look at it I'm going to say it again life is how you look at it I will forced to look at our lives in much different uh, ways you know for all that your life does not have for all of the friends that you do not have for all of the things that you do not have for all of the opportunities that you do not have for all of the perks that you don't feel like you have I need you to understand that there is far more that you do have than what you do not have. Can I help somebody? You need to stop talking about what you don't have and look back over your shoulder and see how good God has been to you and what you you do have. Somebody say preach pastor. Because despite the confinements of a desperate place, there is still much blessing strength. And I just want to declare to somebody here today, right where you are, no matter what you are facing, I need you to understand there's some blessings right where you at. I want you to know there's some strength right where you at. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You better open up your eyes and you better stop complaining. And you better understand that there are blessings, right? Pastor, you don't know. I don't need to know. I come to declare a word here today that there are blessings right where you at. Well, Pastor, it feels like I can barely put one foot in front of the other. I'm weak and my God, I don't think I can make it. I want you to know right where you are, there's strength. There is strength. Uh, somebody do like this. Come on, come to do that to me. There's strength right where you're at. God is my refuge and my strength. He's a very present help in, in the time of trouble. There is blessing and there is strength right in the midst of your desperate place. But you will have to work at it. But if you keep the right attitude and keep your heart right, God's going to work this thing out for your good. You see, many people are trying to figure out if life is worth living. But the reality is that nobody ever finds life worth living. Hear me. You have to make life worth living. You could get up every day and keep talking about what you don't have and my 
murmuring and complaining and this that no you got to make life worth living I know I know it's worth living because he lives but I got to understand I got to confess that because he lives I can face tomorrow somebody you come to church or somebody looking at me online you don't even want tomorrow to come because you said if tomorrow was anything like today or yesterday you could skip tomorrow no the devil is a liar I can't wait for tomorrow to get here because he lives whatever tomorrow bring God is going to give me the strength God's going to give me the courage in order to make it through tomorrow there will always be unpleasant assignments that will control or that will try to contend for your time and your energy and I'm talking about I'm talking about some unpleasant assignments how many of y'all know we got to go through a lot of unpleasant assignments in our lives what you're going through just consider it an assignment and sometimes it's unpleasant but don't give into the bitterness of your assignment change your attitude come on here because your attitude determines your altitude and let your assignment help you rather than cause you to become bitter we run across people all the time who complain that that life is not fair it never has been and life never will be fair you just got to get over it tell your neighbor get over it some of y'all spend too much time discussing, you know, society and this ain't fair and that ain't fair. It ain't never been fair. And if the devil keep working in them, it's never going to be Come on. But don't let life whip you and baffle you. Get a dream bigger than you are and then go after it. Don't let all of your excuses bottle up the purpose of God in your life. Stop making excuses. I don't even want to be around people that that make excuses. My God, help me preach. Get on with it. Get on with it and start doing the will of God because Jesus said if thou canst only believe all things are possible to him that believeth stop listening to folk tell you what you can't do and where you can't go and you know what folk like to talk down when you're in your desperate place I don't want to preach too long but folk will talk down at you when you when they know that you're barely hanging on or you, that you barely got enough to make it but somebody on shot the devil is a liar if I only believe all things are possible don't tell me where I what I can't do when Jesus is my fortress don't tell me where I cannot go when a constant friend is he his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches over me Jesus said according to your faith be it unto you and so when life happens when life happens and it will happen I want all of you to start I want you to start prevailing I want you to conquer that thing I want you to overcome that thing I want you to live a victory 
victorious life. How many of y'all know we're more than conquerors through him that have loved us? We're more than victorious. I'm not a victim of circumstances. Some of y'all live your life like you're a victim of circumstances. Well, the devil is a liar. It happened and there's nothing you could do about it. Don't let what happened in the 1900s cause you. Y'all ain't gonna help me here. You read something in the photo album book and all of you weren't even born in and all of a sudden you done, yeah, yeah, you done went down through your genealogy and it has to be you because it was them. The devil, somebody ought to shout the devil. I know I'm preaching. You ought to shout the devil is a liar. You ain't gonna put that on me. I'm victorious. I'm not a victim. My uncle might have been mean. Your uncle might have been a drunk. That don't mean nothing right now. Look at your name and say, get over it. My God, and I want you to prevail. Somebody said, well, pastor, I just don't have it. I just, uh, I don't know, you know, my education level is not that good. And I just, uh, I didn't don't have no degree. Just, you know, this, that, and the other. Forget all that. How many of y'all know with the Lord, you don't need no degree? Come on here, somebody. Now, I'm not telling nobody to drop out of school, but what I'm telling you is don't put so much emphasis on what you think you know. Because how many of y'all know the older we get, um, we start forgetting all this stuff. Y'all ain't going to help me here. Some of y'all done been to college and done forgot half the stuff that they taught you. Because the older you get, my father used to say, you can go to college, you can go to school. But if you don't know Jesus, you're nothing but an educated fool, and that's all. And so I'm not saying don't do that. But what I'm saying for those of you that feel like you don't have it like everybody else. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because when you look at the life of Jesus, did you not know Jesus was homeless, poor, and crucified? Yet look what he accomplished. Some of y'all might remember Helen Keller. She was a great, she was a great powerful woman of God. Did you not know that she was blind, deaf, and bitter? But yet God used her. Did you, you y'all know the great, the great theologian, the commentator, uh, Doctor Spurgeon? Did you not know that he suffered with depression? Did you not know Elijah, the great prophet of God, he suffered with depression? And somebody, Lord, hell, Holy Ghost, pick me up here now somebody you're sitting here and and you may be a little depressed about something well let the pastor encourage you and let you know right now for where you're at that's all right but understand this don't let it overtake you God can still he can still bless you and you can find strength even in the midst of your depression and so despite all of these obstacles they still prevailed every person in the church has a calling to answer and it's crucial that we answer the call we've made enough excuses it's time now that we answer the call of God well pastor I must have done something wrong and it seemed like God is after me well no the devil is a liar because adversity does not mean that you have sinned. Adversity does not mean you have wasted 
poor or squandered your opportunities. It does not mean, my God, that God does not love you, but adversity, it frequently comes to the lives of God's best. And so maybe, just maybe, you're going through because you are one of God's best my God, that went over somebody's head. You ought to look at somebody and put a smile on your face and say, I'm one of God's best. And because I'm one of God's best, I got to look for adversity. Let me put some Bible on it. Have you considered my servant Job? God said he's one of my best. You can do whatever you desire to do to him physically, but whatever you do just don't take his life and so somebody you need to know maybe you're going through what you're going through is because you are one of God's best adversity can expose us to who our real friends are adversity can develop gratitude and thankfulness towards God that God even in the midst I'm just trying to talk here but even in the midst of what I'm going through God I still have a thank you body shoulder hurting but God I gotta thank you and I'm just wondering is there anybody here that in the midst of what you're going through you say pastor I still have I still have a thank you I need somebody to wave at me early and I need you to say thank you adversity has a multitude of blessing for us if we can only see them. You see what the darker side of life would like to do to all of us is to make us feel trapped. And somebody you come to church and the devil wants you to feel trapped. The darker side wants my God to try to corner us and make us feel as if there is no hope. But what the darker side don't understand about a child of God is when you push me in my corner you don't know who my coach is I told y'all last week sometimes you got to take a time out and you got to go talk to your coach have a little talk with Jesus tell him all about your struggles he'll hear your fainted cry and he'll answer you by and by you need you need to understand that there's a rhythm to life and it will be filled with days of prosperities and it will be filled with days of difficulty but it's simply called life but that desperate place it needs to cause you to thank God in everything in everything give thanks because this is the will of God concerning you the reality is that we are most often productive in our places of desperation if you put Paul in a prison and notice that he writes to his Philippian brothers put him in a desperate place and he still know 
knows he is free even though I'm in prison my hands are in chain and my feet are in chains I'm still free and I just want to know is there anybody here today that will declare in this place that I am free wave at me come on make a lie to the devil you might be sad but guess what I'm free you might be a little depressed but thank God I'm free somebody ought to shout I'm free stop being a fatalist get some faith in your heart stop reacting to life and start letting life respond to you in other words life you gonna do what I say do I'm not gonna respond to you I got a word Jesus said I come that you might have life I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly there is nothing like contagious faith I said there's nothing like contagious faith when I know that you're going through when I know that you're hurting but yet I see your hands in the air telling God thank you I need you to know that becomes contagious that's called contagious faith courage call this other to be courageous let me get ready to close lest I preach too long y'all sit down y'all sit down lest I preach too long cause I want you to get the word today yes lord I said courage it causes others to be courageous the saints in Rome they were losing heart but the faithfulness of Paul it comes along and it's like a trumpet to them there can be no depth inside of you until you put your faith and your trust in God notice what Paul does and that's number three Paul said do this learn how to witness while you're waiting don't miss it learn how to witness while you're waiting being in prison would cause many people to become bitter and give up but Paul saw it as one more opportunity to spread the gospel of Christ Paul realized that his current circumstances weren't as important as what he did with them you got to learn how to handle whatever you're going through he learned that you have to turn a bad situation 
situation into a good one. Tell your neighbor, turn a bad situation into a good one. Am I talking to anybody? He reaches out to the Roman soldier that was in that was guarding him. He told the soldier all about his life and that soldier told the next soldier the next soldier to come in Paul shared the same testimony that soldier went home and told his family and told all of his friends and after a while because of Paul's story there was an outbreak of spiritual conversion one by one they did not tell their own story. They told Paul's story. Other people became saved because of Paul's story. Well, I'm closing. Look, I'm closing. But everybody, you got a testimony. Tell your neighbor. I've got a testimony. I don't have time to tell you about it, but my testimony is God has been good to me. God made a way. God opened up a door. God is a God of comfort. God is a God of peace. God will lift you up. God will encourage your heart. God will strengthen your body. Have I got a witness? Have I got a witness? God will pick you up. God will turn you around. God will place your feet on solid ground. Have I got a witness? Wave at me. Wave at me. And say, Pastor, I've got a testimony that after all I've been through, I still got joy. I still got my deliverance I still got my praise say yeah 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 you're looking at a miracle. Tell your neighbor, you looking at a miracle. Tell him, you don't know my story. You think you know it. I only told you what I wanted you to know. But you're looking at a miracle. And I got a testimony. Ah! 
I shouldn't be here. I really shouldn't be here. Should be dead, sleeping in my grave. When that car hit me going 160 miles per hour, I ought to be dead, sleeping in my grave. But I'm not I got a testimony that in the desperate places of your life please understand life happens to all of us it happens to all of us not to take away from what you're going through but it happens to all of us and I know what you're going through right now is the most important thing to you and it's more important than what anybody else is going through. Life happens. But it all depends on what you do with it. If you let it control you, you're going to be in bad shape. You have to learn how to control life. And that that you can't do nothing about, stop trying. Stop trying. Can't do nothing about it. When the devil push you into the corner, have a talk with your coach. He'll give you some living water. He'll take his spiritual towel and he'll dry the tears from your eyes. Come on here, somebody. He'll lift you in the midst of the storm. He'll give you peace. Real peace is not avoiding the storm. That's not real peace. Real peace is when you're in the middle of the storm, when you're in the eye of the storm, and yet can say, I trust God. And that God, however this turns out, I know that you are investigating every detail of my life and I think once we learn that I think once we learn that we'll be a whole lot better off life happens it all depends on what you do with it muster enough faith muster up enough strength to witness while you're waiting witness while you're waiting witness while you're waiting tell them that God is a healer even though you sick in your body that don't change him being a healer you might be as broke as Job turkey somebody say Job's turkey my grandfather said he was so broke Till he had to lean against the fence to gobble. But let me tell y'all something. You could be broke as Job's turkey. But witness to somebody. And tell them God is a way maker. God is a door opener. You're waiting for him to open up the door. But tell somebody else. He's a door opener. 
You tell enough folk that he's a door opener, guess what? When you turn around, your door will be open. Anybody need God to open up a door? Don't play with me. Holler at me and say he's a door opener. God, go open up that door. I'm ready to catch y'all off guard now. Watch this. I am. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Put something else into it if you believe it and you need a door open. Jump on your feet and say he's a door opener. Sit down. Hey! You better snatch it. I believe God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm in a desperate place. I got to do some desperate things. I can't be cute in a desperate place. I can't be educated in a desperate place. I'm desperate. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. All right, sit down. That was the altar call. That was the altar call. That was it. Y'all wait on folk to lay hands on you. You got to be obedient. Because <laughs> somebody caught it. Come out here. Woo! everything I've gone through is for the furtherance of the gospel in other words it's not about me it's no longer about me no longer about me it's no longer about what I feel and what I think no longer about me but it's that the gospel get out there that other people could see my response to what I'm going through and when they see my response they gonna want what I have and when they get what I have it's gonna further the gospel of Jesus Christ now God I've shared with your people what you placed on my heart to share thank you for preaching power you have declared that your word will not go forth void but it's going to accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish and my God everybody that was obedient to the cry I decree it in the name of Jesus I decree doors opening I decree healing in bodies. I decree ways being made. I decree peace in the mind. And in the midst of confusion, 
I declare it in the name of Jesus. It is so. It is so. According to your word, it is so. And God, I thank you. Everybody on Zoom, just raise your hand and say, it is so. It is so. It is so. Right where you're at. It is so. And I believe God. I won't let the devil or nobody else. This day forward, life will not control me. Circumstances will not control me. I'm going to control them. Not that they're not going to come. They're going to come. In this world, you will have tribulations. But I have overcome the world, said Jesus. So you're going to face difficult times. But don't let those difficult times control you. You control the difficult times. Because it's all about what's inside. Of you, I got to close. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go to the lair. But I got one more question. Just one more. Just one more. Is there anybody in here that got some fight left in them? Come on, come on, come on. Hold on. Is there anybody in here? You got some fight left in you that last round was not the final round you might have got knocked out but you wasn't knocked out all the way to 10 the devil counted but you got up on 9 now say I got some fight I got some fight you gotta pray and fight you got to sing and fight. You got to dance and f- You better put a little shuffle with it. whine and complain and mumber. I'm going to fight. Let's get ready.
Sister Barbara, Sister Barbara, Sister Barbara, go back. y'all now um, y'all I'm trying to let us go but listen sister uh, cousin Sheila Shelley here's a good part here's a good part and then we're done for real here's a good part with God all you have to really do is look like you're willing to fight. See, some of y'all don't even know how to look like. My brother, my oldest brother, used to say sometimes he used to have to walk home in the dark. And it was a rough area where he lived. A bunch of rough folk. So my brother, he would do when he get off work is he put on a big old overcoat and he put his hand in his pocket like he had something. And every now and then when he walked around, he would kind of do his hand like this. Now watch this. This is this a true story. And he said he would talk to himself. So when he walks to people, he goes, Nobody mess with him. No gun. He just had a cold. Well, the first thing I need to know is, are you dressed for the occasion? Put on the whole armor of God. You don't even have to fight. Just dress like you're getting ready to fight. Put your dukes up. Like if they do come, you're going to knock them out. But all God wants you to do is show is not yours. It belongs to God. And if you hold your peace and let God fight your battle, see, shout three times, victory, victory, victory.
Okay. God bless you all. God bless you all. May heaven shine on you. May you prevail in all that you do. Nothing wrong with being desperate. Nothing's wrong with being desperate. Society make us look bad if we're desperate. As long as you're desperate for the right thing, nothing wrong with being desperate. Some some of you all are not desperate enough for God to move in your behalf. When they told him that Lazarus was sick, he did not come. Because for Jesus, he's, he was not sick enough. When they told him that he was dead, he waited four more days because Lazarus was not dead enough. But when he did come, he raised him from the dead. When we get desperate, that's the time God says that I'm going to move. Desperate to the point where we can't figure it out no more. Nothing else we can do. Our hands are tied. There's nothing else we can say. Nothing else we can do. That's the time God says. Now let me show you. As long as we got control of it, God don't need to do nothing. God don't need to do nothing because we have control. But when we lose all control, that's the time God says, 